Hexa Pinball reveals Space Hunt. Queen gains Bohemian Rhapsody. American Pinball Interview. Hi, my name <laughs> is Jonathan Justin. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine. And I'm joined by... Uh, um, yes, hello. I'm, uh, I'm Martin Ayer, but I'm the editor of Pinball News. And we are here... Uh, I'm here with Jonathan, and we are going to look back at all the exciting news that took place in the pinball world during the month of May, May 2023. And, uh, yeah. If you're listening to this, you uh, probably know that we do this every month. Um, I and, hope so. Yeah, well, we have <laughs> been doing this for like 60, the, the past 62 months, so we're, we're counting actually now. Yeah, so uh, we'd like to apologise in advance for, for the past five years. But uh, anyway... We have a lot to talk about this month. Um, we, yeah. We quite often say it's been a quiet month and there's been no new games launched, but there has we been also a new game. quite often say it's been a very exciting month, and that's also true. In this case, uh, only one new game announced, but still a lot of news to cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even though um, none of the major manufacturers have been uh, releasing new titles, we do have a new game from a new manufacturer, a first game from a new manufacturer yeah. in France, uh, which was our main headline, our yeah, first headline exactly. this, uh, so, this month. So, 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 new manufacturer in Europe as well, so, so it doesn't get any better for Europe, I suppose, um, with a new game with um, surprisingly cool artwork, I would say. Yeah, well, uh, we talk about Hexa Pinball, who are based in France, and we've covered them before in these uh, pincasts. We've uh, talked about the... The, uh, the upcoming game Space Hunt and the artwork which they've revealed for the back glass. And, uh, but now, um, come the, I think, the 1st of June was their launch date to actually reveal the game. Yes. And, uh, well, we, there's quite a lot to see. Uh, yeah, it's a, a video posted on their uh, social media, Facebook, and mm-hmm. probably other social media, but I watched it on Facebook. Um it's a packed game. It looks. It has a bit of a '90s uh, feel to it. Uh, le- I would say actually late '80s, early '90s. As far as the play field goes, I think that's yes. true. Yeah. I yep. mean the yep. the back box and display is is sort of very modern, sternish. Really, it's got about a, a stern uh, size LCD in the right. in the back box, and it's a very conventional shape. I'd say to the game. You know, it's a mm-hmm. standard size, standard shaped cabinet, as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, um, no unusual features. It's got you no know, folds down the back box. It's uh, got the, all the sort of normal um, body armor and uh, rails and things on it. But um, it looks a very vibrant and colourful game. Uh, yeah, certainly from the outside, pinkish, I would say. Yeah, that's or certainly the sort of the the theme: pink, purple. Yeah, um, that's the colour scheme. I would say, and it and yeah. it's. Uh, it's a, obviously a um, an original title, Space Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the there is a storyline behind it where you are uh, playing a role of a, a ball, um, where you uh, need to try and uh, free yourself, re- release yourself from the. Um, you, you're called Spherus, and you try and free yourself and your people from the uh, from the space hunters who are trying to enslave you. Hmm. Um, so, easily understandable theme, 
you know, you Probably, there, yeah. are, there are alien baddies and you're the good guys and you're trying to um, defeat them and escape from them. Right, okay. And um, I have to say the artwork looks um, very interesting. Yes, it's um, it's a nice looking game, I'd say. the uh, The play field itself is um, relatively simple, although it's it's um, it's certainly not lacking in features. It's got um, three, well, actually four, I'd say. Uh, no, three ramp shots, I think. Uh, no, four ramp shots. Yes, there's um, there's a left and right um, outer ramp. The, the left outer ramp feeds to a, a, a mini playfield, which has a, a mini flipper on it, and it's, a, it's an unusual design of a mini playfield. It's, um, it's, it's got a, an orbit to it, an orbit shot, but uh, the centre of the mini playfield is actually um, cut out. There is a hole in the middle of it in which a pendulum hangs. So your aim is to shoot the ball around the perimeter of that hole and back to the flipper and, and do orbit shots. And then eventually, you will shoot the ball at a pendulum which is hanging in the middle of the hole, in the middle of the upper playfield or the mini playfield, uh, which will then drop the ball down into the uh, the main playfield level. Right. Um, there are uh, inner left and right ramps which both feed to the same wire form, and there is a um, there's a sort of 180 degree U-turn hot dog type ramp which feeds back on a different wireform. So there's no shortage of, uh, of ramps and wireforms there. There's um, some drop targets all over the place, um, some locks, um, and uh, escape lane back into the shooter, shooter lane. Uh, two flippers, two main flippers, and the one mini upper flipper on the, on the mini playfield. Hmm. So quite a lot to go for on, on that, I would say. And there's also a... Uh, um, have illuminated drop targets, which is a, a nice idea, which um, was previously, I think, uh, well, it was something which was planned for Captain's Canyon a long time ago, but they couldn't get the resins to to be um, reliable enough or to be um, solid enough to, to not break. But um, the, the newer versions of the games do have illuminated drop targets, which work well, and this game has them as well. So that's right. looking and good. Total Nuclear Annihilation, the second run, also uses uh, illuminated drop targets. Well remembered. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, so, so are there? Um, well, this is a new manufacturer. Um, does the game come in different models, or is it just one model and that's it? Uh, no, there are actually two models. Um, the price—it's. Um, uh, let me talk about the pricing first of all, which is. I'd say it's on the high side, you know, for a new manufacturer. You, you'd imagine a man, uh, coming out with the first game, you try and pitch it a bit low, but um, the price being uh, from a French manufacturer is priced in euros. So it comes in at 8,900 euros, including 20% value added tax for VAT. So you could probably work out what that would be, minus the twenty percent, but uh, which would actually make it a lot more feasible, and, and it's probably something which um, non-EU buyers would would get. But that's eight thousand nine hundred euros for a standard game, but there is a an, an enhanced version with the uh, so-called elegance package, which costs another two thousand one hundred euros, which takes the total up to eleven thousand euros. But brings with it a mirror back glass um, 
what they call Radcal's style cabinet art, so high gloss, um, high de- high intensity artwork on the cabinet sides, mm-hmm. um, a, a violet Bordeaux paint, so as they call it, which uh, the game is made in in the Bordeaux region. As uh, a violet Bordeaux paint for the uh, for the metalwork on the on the uh, you know the lock, um, for the side rails and the hinges and uh, things like that. Uh, anti-reflective glass, art blades, pin sound speakers, and a pin sound shaker motor. Okay. If you so. don't go for the enhanced one, you get um, you still get quite a lot with it. You get um, uh, you get stereo sound, but not through. Uh, pin sound speakers, so you get a three-channel amplifier. The game has 120 plus RGB LEDs in it, so it's uh, it's it you know, has a lot of lighting and effects options there for that. And uh, now at the moment, um, delivery is estimated for the fourth quarter of 2023. So this year, we're looking towards. Always a dangerous estimate. It is, but you know, it's the first games. So they should. They have got at least one made, so they know how to make the game. But uh, they should have yeah, an but idea. If, if you get orders for five hundred games, you can't make uh, five hundred games in three months. So. True, that's that's true. Yep. So uh, we should probably say um, delivery starting in the fourth quarter right. of twenty twenty three. Now there's um, there's the horrible um, word which comes up every now and again, which is uh, begins with letters. P and O, and uh, strike fear into the heart of many uh, buyers, which are pre-orders. So they, um, Hexa Pinball, are taking pre-orders on the game, but not themselves through their distributors. And as far as I can see, they only have three distributors who are all French-based. Hmm. Um, now, one of them I, I saw today has posted on Facebook saying that they will take a two thousand euro deposit on a game. Mm-hmm. Other other distributors may have different rules, but no one, I don't suppose, is, is asking for the full um, full game price up front. Mm-hmm. But um, pre-orders, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult subject, isn't it? Especially when you're talking about yeah, well, we, we got a bad history with pre-order games. Yeah, let's we, put it like that. In the, I, in the more, everybody uh, would prefer it. You just said so the games are available now. Buy them. You know, right. Otherwise, so, why why launch the game now if you haven't got the games ready? Right. Okay. I think what might help is, um, and this might be an advice to uh, to Hexa Pinball. Um, uh, we've seen multiple companies attempt building uh, pinball machines. Um, everybody can design a game which looks great. Uh, taking it into production is a different beast, and it might help to to convince people if they're interested in the game to show what uh, manufacturing capacities they have. I yeah. mean, um, uh, well, we've seen factory tours, and we'll get to that later on, uh, from various uh, pinball companies, um, where you can basically see that uh, some are. Uh, taking a very professional approach, and others are basically assembling games in in uh, office spaces with the uh, playfields uh, on, on on top of um, uh, drawers, or, mm. or or you know. So, um, and it might still work, but uh, if you want to convince people that you're capable of building uh, pinball machines, 
show your manufacturing capacity. Yes, indeed. And uh, the the game will be available to play if you Ooh. are in France and uh, and are wondering about whether to put a pre-order in. Um, I, I guess that the, the French market is their initial target. But um, either way, you'll be able to go to the Salon de Pontac um, on the June the 10th or 11th, where there is a pinball show. And you'll be able to play the game there and even discover some of the uh, uh, exclusive features that haven't yet been revealed about uh, how it plays. So okay. that, well, that sounds uh, interesting. I assume that as soon as we uh, write from, well, we might see a live stream from that show or, or people will video I'm gameplay. sure they will, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so anyway, if you, if you want to find out more details about the about, uh, about, um Space Hunt, then you can go to the hexa-pinball.com website where you can see pictures of the game and um, and find out how and, and find the distributors where you can pre-order it if you uh, decide to, uh, to to buy the game. Right. So I'm in the meantime, I'm trying to look up uh, where uh, this uh, Salon de Pontac is, whether it's uh, worth the drive. But I'll, I'll, I'll suppose I'll look that up later uh, later on. Yeah. Well, I guess it's going to be uh, not this weekend coming up, but the weekend after. So right. uh, if you're free then and uh, able to get there, it will oh, probably be a good show to go and, uh, go and visit. I'm sure it will be a good show anyway. They're always difficult for me, but oh well. Yeah. So anyway, great news that we have a new manufacturer of pinball machines in, uh, in Europe, uh, France this time. And uh, hopefully they will do as well as uh, the other uh, European pinball manufacturers, such as... Uh, uh, Pedretti Gaming slash uh, Pinball Brothers mm -hmm. and uh, Dutch Pinball. Yeah, so congratulations to Hexa Pinball. We look forward to uh, seeing more about the game and we'll bring you more details um, just as soon as we get them uh, to, in, our, in our next Pincast. Right, so now uh, I just mentioned Pinball Brothers. You did, they, I noticed yeah, that. Yeah, and they have news as well. Actually, straight off the, off the uh, fresh of the press, I would say. <laughs> yes, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that news was announced today, uh, and, and what uh, is that news? It, well, the news is that they are uh, they have completed the 1.0 game code for Queen, which includes the long-awaited uh, song Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, this update will become available uh, well to tomorrow when uh, well, well we're recording this technically already on June the second. It's uh, after midnight mm -hmm. over here, uh, yep. so today, and um, it's quite an interesting um, mini wizard mode, I would say, um, quite in depth. It's a, a, a mini wizard mode in six chapters, covering all the distinct sections of the uh, of the song. Starting off with the uh, slow intro, followed by the uh, uh, Mamma Mia and Too Late, leading up to the up-tempo part. Da, 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 Oh, it's yeah, like having the band right here playing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, uh, Scaramouche and then uh, Get Out uh, and the other. The ending is uh, Nothing Really Matters. Oh, well, close to six minutes experience covering a vast variety of gameplay and emotions awaits is how they um, advertise it. So, um, 
Right. So and, once you've started it, presumably you get to experience all six minutes of it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but um, also independently selectable is the uh, Bohemian Challenge gameplay mode, which uh, we assume uh, works like other uh, challenge man- uh, modes from uh, other manufacturers. Yes, indeed. So, yeah. So, um, so congratulations uh, to uh, Pinball Brothers for completing the uh, the 1.0 uh, yeah. game code. Um, this is a game that uh, greatly improved uh, under uh, uh, code updates. Mm, uh, yeah, once the, the, when the game was launched uh, last October, uh, people were a bit like, "Is this is this it?" Uh, they were expecting more, and uh, actually, rightfully so. And more came. Um, more was promised, and more came. And uh, now we're at 1.0. The last version I played was 0.94, I think, mm-hmm. which already was a great improvement. So um, I'm, I'm very curious to see uh, how this one plays. Yeah, and um, some news as well on the uh, on the mat- manufacturing and how soon you might be able to get hold of a Queen game if you decide to order one now. Uh, as I understand it, um, that um, they've been working hard. Obviously, they've been building up their uh, manufacturing facility with in, in conjunction with Pedretti as the Euro Pinball Corp. And uh, they've been working through all the back orders that they've been taking since last July. Um, and dealing with all the hold-ups and uh, supply chain issues that we've referred to many times in the past. So um, they are saying that uh, they're taking orders now for the next batch of 250 games, which will, which they say will be for numbers 501 to 750, which uh, I guess means they've sold 500 of them so far. Right, yeah. Okay, so as of math. June, yeah. Uh, and they're saying these will be delivered a lot more quickly than uh, than the previous games, which is good because that's uh, basically a year, as they due to our due to having the new production facilities. So people ordering now, they reckon, will be able to play the game in about six to eight weeks' time. Okay, uh, now, after ordering that, it, that's something that not every manufacturer can uh, uh, say or predict or guarantee. No, I mean I've been waiting for a game for eight years. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to that a bit later, but uh, but I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. However, um, it's interesting that that no, I guess that once they get to that point, six to eight weeks time, they they might also be in the position to deliver a pr- uh, unordered items. You know, um, build up stock with distributors. Right. So people would actually be able to go into the stores and buy them off the shelf, as it were, straight away. Right. So, uh, which is a good position to be in. It is, yeah. I mean, obviously, that is um, that stock which hasn't been bought yet. So that's them putting the the money up front in order to produce these games. But yeah, I imagine but the game like Queen, they're not going to have a problem selling it. No, and distributors by now should know uh, how uh, well the game is received and whether they, how many they expect to sell more. I mean, they know their their market. I, I, I'd say so. But it does seem to be that we're almost in the in the situation now in the pinball buying market where you have to pre-order a game, and there is um, distributors don't really have stock. Games come in and they go out to the buyers. Right. Basically, yeah. they're just. Moving boxes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's distribution points, really, and that's it. 
um, to actually have games in in stock that that a casual buyer could walk in and say, yes, I'd I'd like to have one of those and then walk out the shop with it is almost unheard of these days. So that would be a great situation if they they could do that. Right. So, um, no, very curious. Um, I understand that there is also a third game from uh, um, Pimble Brothers in the works, um, but it's not going to be revealed anytime soon. So no, I thought, thought will... it might have been um, this month, but uh, probably going to be later now. Right. So, uh, so in the meantime, um, well, if you're into Queen and who isn't, um, this might be a game for you, and you could earn it or own it a lot quicker uh, than other manufacturers might be able to deliver. Yes, and we mentioned just now about the uh, the collaboration with Pedretti Gaming for the Euro Pinball Corporation. Well, uh, Pinball Brothers have been sharing some pictures on social media from that uh, manufacturing facility, showing yeah. multiple Alien and Queen games um, being in the process of being built and about to be shipped out. So they're obviously very, very happy with the way that that collaboration is working and the, uh, the way they've been to ramp up their production facility or the, the speed of production, uh, which is uh, good for them. And uh, they've obviously had back orders for a long time, we said for the best part of a year on Queen Games. And um, I don't know how long Alien Games have been uh, back ordered for, but uh, it's nice that they've, uh, they've now got the capacity to fulfill orders and... Hopefully, when Game 3 is announced, they'll be able to uh, deliver those in a much more timely manner. Right. Okay. Well, so congratulations to uh, Pimble Brothers for, um, uh, well, I have to say, a remarkable merger with Pedretti. And uh, both Pimble Brothers and Pedretti have been amazing me with the with not only the quality of uh, the build of their games, but also the number of games that they are able to build. So, um, yeah, and, and the support that they've given them as well in terms yeah. of updates and uh, and um, any any technical issues as well, which they've uh, addressed in a very timely manner. So, yeah, well done to everyone uh, involved in, in those projects. So, uh, move on. Yeah, so uh, that brings us to American Pinball. And uh, so we're supposed to talk to, uh, to David Fix, who is the uh, vice president of um, um, American Pinball, and uh, well, basically, David, this is your uh, your cue to call in. Yep. Any time now, David. <laughs> yep. Uh, yes. Uh, well, maybe okay. we shouldn't wait too much longer for him to call in. Uh, okay. It sounds like David is pulling a Gary on us. Oh no! Oh, it's not even for that kind of language, but. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we were expecting to talk to David at this point, but he, he uh, is obviously busy um, at the factory at the moment. So we'll uh, we'll see if we get to talk to David a little bit later. Now, the uh, the, the main news from American Pinball this month is that there's been a, a rather extensive video released by the company uh, explaining the rules in depth for Galactic Tank Force. Which is their latest game and currently in production. Quite right, yeah. Now, it's, um, it's got, a, got a lot to it, and uh, it's not necessarily immediately obvious all the, different, all the depth of the rules. So this video, and I have to admit, I, I started watching it, and after about, I don't know, about 15 minutes or something, I thought, I'm kind of losing track here. And you kind of need to have a machine in front of you to understand it all, or better write it all down somewhere. Because there's, there's a lot of detail in there, and uh, it's all explained in full 
in the video that you can get on the American Pinball um, video. Social media, yeah. Yeah, Social say wherever, wherever you... Uh, wherever YouTube you channel. That, then I'm sure you'll find the Galactic Tank Force Explainer. And uh, it, it features members of the design team there in, uh, in their roles as uh, tank captains. And they will tell you exactly how all the different features work. And there's far too many of them to go through now. So best that you look so at we won't. <laughs> it for yourself. No, watch it for yourself. Right. And, now, uh, so, so if David Fix calls in later to, uh, later this uh, during the recording of this episode, then we'll uh, probably uh, find the time to talk to him. But um, and else we talk to him some other time. Yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get him on the on the next pincast um, covering uh, June, if not uh, this one. So anyway. Hope to hear from you, David. If not, uh, let's move on. Right. So that takes us to uh, to Canada. Pinball Adventures. Um, they uh, published a uh, a factory tour uh, on on their um, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a uh, they have a YouTube channel now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, previously everything was done on Instagram, but uh, right. this is a YouTube. They don't seem to do anything on Facebook. No, uh, which is a pity because that's uh, still the medium that I check the most. But still, um um interesting video um to to watch. Um it's all a bit smaller, I'd say, and more in a um like storage unit type of or a, a, a business unit uh, mm-hmm. environment uh, with a, a, a few interesting tidbits to uh, to share. Um, apparently, the uh, the eighth uh, Pony Factory game uh, was ready to be shipped and should have shipped by now, I suppose, and. Um, it showed a uh, uh, one of their upcoming titles, at least the cabinet and uh, uh, the back glass, which is called Forsaken Ninja, uh, which is a different title than I'd seen before. Uh, I've seen Sushi Mania, uh-huh. and uh, there was another ninja-themed uh, theme, I think, but it wasn't called uh, Forsaken Ninja. Uh, maybe you remember what the title was. Um, no, I'm, I'm now, um, mixed up with the, um, Turner Pinball Ninja Eclipse game yeah. as well. No, it's another Ninja uh, game. Yeah. So, um, uh, but it was interesting. Uh, the artwork was already done for the backlash and, uh, and so on. Um, so, um, Apparently, machines, uh, Pony Factory machines, uh, 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 seven to uh, to twenty, or by uh, now probably less, but uh, because eight already shipped, um, are currently in production, mm-hmm. uh, including the ten engraved editions, which have a, a completely black cabinet with uh, uh, literally um, engraved um, Pony. Factory logo, I yep, would say, on, on the side of the cabinet, yep. um, and then um, it looked like that was clear coated as well in in the sort of black uh, yeah. paint kind of thing, uh, very shiny. Um, probably a first in pinball uh, that we've seen something like that. So 
uh, those are being built and uh, limited to 10, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, so. yeah. And uh, what's also interesting is that you can go to the uh, Pinball Adventures website and you can look at, and see the progress of the builds of the machines as right. well. How up-to-date that is, I don't know. But uh, some, of the, some of those machines have names against them, others don't. So um, if you do order one and have your name against it, you can, you can track how your game is being developed. So that's uh, oh, the progress of, of the build against it. So that's quite interesting and uh, another innovative feature, I'd say. Yeah. So um, one other um, uh, interesting tidbit from that video, um, their next title is supposed to be Elements. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And uh, I got the impression that they will show that game at Pinball Expo. That certainly makes sense. It's, uh, I think that game's got a, a huge amount of promise, having seen the play field for it and, uh, and the artwork for it too. I think it looks, uh, looks very interesting. And uh, we'll, we'll wait to see how the rules turn out because uh, that can make or break a game, as we've seen many times in the past. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it's got a, a lot of promise and uh, I look forward to seeing that at Pinball Expo, if not sooner. Okay. So um, that that's all the news for uh, Pinball Adventures at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say we move on to uh, well, let's move back actually. To yeah, Euro. we just talked about, uh, I guess. Yeah, um, Petrici Gaming in Italy um, last month announced uh, their uh, second uh, 2.0 upgrade kit, if you want to call it, uh, mm -hmm. for um, this time for uh, Whirlwind, called uh, Whirlwind Total Chaos. And, uh, well, um, the, the news is rather brief this month. Um, they started shipping uh, Whirlwind Total Chaos, which comes with a uh, uh, um, uh, an acrylic translite and... Uh, well, some other features, a uh, display that you need to uh, install in the game, and yep. a display panel, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Completely new code, but uh, but no changes directly to the playfield, other right. than the addition of some uh, some interior cabinet artwork, art blades, I suppose. Yeah. So now, if you're wondering, like, okay, great, a new game to play on your Whirlwind uh, pinball machine if you have one, um, but how does it play? Well. They provided a uh, an in-depth gameplay video as well, uh, in which very well explain uh, is explained how to make uh, or how to play uh, specific modes and and so on. So, uh, well worth uh, checking out if you own a Whirlwind or uh, are interested in possibly buying one. Yeah, I think it's a very nice nice kit, and uh, adds a lot to the game. And of course, you've always got the option to flip back to the. The original game as well, if you want to do that um, instead, and you get all the, uh, the 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 new hardware for the game right. with the display panel and uh, and, and uh, new artwork. So uh, yeah, I think a, a pretty decent kit overall. Um, maybe not as sort of groundbreaking as the Whirlwind one. Uh, sorry, as the Funhouse one right. was with the, well, still, still with the, very... the extra display. Yeah, well, still, it, it's a very interesting way to breathe new air into your uh, uh, pinball machine from, from what is it, uh, 1990, something like that? Uh, before that, I think, in fact. but um, uh, 89, something Yeah, for, okay. for Whirlwind, yes. And, um, and it's something, that, uh, as we have seen and we'll talk about shortly, um, other 
companies are doing as well under license. Right. So, uh, yeah, so uh, well done to Padretti on getting that game or getting that kit shipped out and uh, into the hands of, of buyers. So uh, if you've got one on order, I uh, I hope you enjoy it and uh, get your uh, your kit very, very soon. Right. Okay. So moving on uh, all the way to uh, Australia, Haggis Pinball, who have been uh, working on the uh, uh, Fathom uh, Mermaid edition and uh, the other editions that they announced, uh, well, basically last month. Um, and there's some news on that as well. Yeah, they uh, we mentioned it in uh, well, we reported it in last month's pincast uh, about the fact that they were going to offer a standard plus edition of the game, which included the the new 2.0 code and the extra display and some of the other features which are uh, were available previously only available in the Mermaid edition. Now that which is the 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 the, uh, the, the highest range yeah sort of top of the model. top of the range model yes. um, of, of the well the high of the two versions. Yes. Well, they added a standard plus um, as a middle edition, which uh, includes quite a lot of the features that were on the Mermaid edition, and, and available as an upgrade kit for people who bought the the base version. Okay. And that so, um, that has made. It's fair to say uh, quite a number of people who bought the Mermaid Edition are a little unhappy with the fact that their previously exclusive features are uh, now available for um, buyers of the standard game to buy and, and, and do it as an upgrade. Some people, it's fair to say, who, who have bought the Mermaid Edition couldn't care one way or the other because they've already got their Mermaid Edition uh, order locked in and it's even the standard plus edition with some of the features, the 2.0 code, is not going to be a Mermaid edition. It's not going to have everything the Mermaid edition has. So they've still got their um, their top-of-the-range model. But others uh, thought when they bought the Mermaid edition they were, that was the only way they could get the 2.0 code, for instance. And now the 2.0 code is available as an upgrade kit for the base edition. So right, a bit of... Okay. Bit of unhappiness there, I think, uh, from some buyers, but no, not yeah. not everyone. I get it on the one hand. On the other hand, um, more pinball is good for everybody in the business, and uh, if this helps Haggis Pinball um, to to become uh, a more stable uh, company, so to speak, yeah, financially, um, yeah. yeah, financially, and also with the production staff and everything that they can continue working um i applaud that okay well that's uh, that's kind of the the two sides of the coin i think isn't it yeah um. it is. and, uh, <laughs> I, I also get the other side uh, you think you buy something exclusive and then it turns out to be less exclusive yeah uh but that's not the first time we've seen that in in pinball so no indeed okay so well, i don't think we anything more to say from uh, about uh about um, Fathom Revisited. So uh, let's move on. And for a first time in a long time, Stern Pimple are way down the, our list of uh, manufacturers. Although, that's well, not to say the, uh, there isn't still the news. biggest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, 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 there's absolutely news. There's just no new game. And uh, the news that is uh, uh, worthy to report... Um, well, that's quite a lot well, of it, but uh, yeah, yeah. none of it's exactly groundbreaking or uh, earth-shattering. Well, 
Oh, well, some might be. It depends how, how emotionally attached you are to, to certain people, I suppose. Um, so apparently Stern attended the uh, 2023 Craft Brewers Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, which was held on uh, uh, May 7th to 10th. Mm -hmm. um, apparently there's no better combination than pinball and beer. Well, who am I to argue with that? Uh, uh, pinball and women, maybe? Uh, and I don't want to sound sexist, but I appreciate the company of women. That's <laughs> so, And I appreciate pinball. So. Um, but this is an, uh, an annual conference, uh, and it's the uh, only industry event that serves both uh, on-premise... On-premise breweries and packaging brewers is offering education and idea sharing to improve brewery quality and performance. And hmm. uh, of course, while Stern, uh, they have a brewery of the month every uh, uh, every month. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, yeah, Stern is is sort of. Um, focusing on the brewery market, I'd say, and um, uh, breweries and barcades. I think yes, very yeah. much so. So, uh, and uh, I suppose uh, people at CERN uh, um, do like their uh, their their share of beer. Well, I'd say quite right too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm I wouldn't call them alcoholics, but we can <laughs> probably <laughs> well. Okay. Anyway, Stern was represented by uh, Eric Gilly, uh, Tyler Carson, Evan Kirby, uh, Roper Fuentes, uh, recently hired, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Patrick Powers, uh, who's been a long-time uh, force within the company. Um, so, uh, yeah. okay, well, they, they, so they had a nice field trip to uh, a brewery convention. Mm. I'm sure I can guess what they had to drink uh, uh, while being over there. Probably yeah, kind of interesting that um, another sort of more senior management were there, you know, uh, Gary or uh, Dave, um, uh, or even John Buscalia, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. So, uh, anyway, that was one of the, uh, the interesting items to, uh, to report on. But um, um, if you're a pinball player, then you're probably more interested in, in new Insider Connected achievements yeah. to tie in for example with Foo Fighters and their new live tour yes and being disappointed uh, this month because yeah. uh, there was uh, the Foo Fighters started their tour this month and uh, to tie in with that they um, Stern Pimble were doing a, a new set of achievements which allowed you to get an, an achievement for each of the cities on that tour this is still ongoing, of course, because you know it's uh, only started yeah. on the twenty fourth of May. Yeah, and they're touring until mid July, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So for every every day that they have a a tour um, gig, a concert, yeah, yeah, then you if you play your Foo or a Foo Fighters connected game on that day, you can get an achievement for that particular city, and if you are so intent on collecting all of them then you can get a tour saved achievement to try and save the entire tour from the uh, evil overlord yeah yeah so yeah. if you're into uh, in, if, if you're into collecting uh, insider 
connected achievements and then then this is definitely something for you and boy does it suck if you ordered it with godzilla gaming and you don't have it yet uh, foo fighters yeah sorry again foo fighters yes yes indeed yes yeah um but you can still play it on location of course so uh, if you can find one uh, near you you can do that the actual timing of when these achievements can be collected didn't seem to necessarily tie in with um being entirely on the day it's not like if they're playing a gig then you can collect that that particular city from midnight um before the gig to midnight after it seemed to sort of be something like um 2 p.m the day before until 7 a.m the day after so right, okay so, so now the wider window then just that that 24 hours Okay, now I'm I'm not very keen on the uh, how the the operating settings work uh, on Stern pinball machines as I have none. Mm-hmm. But um, would you be able to cheat with this, like changing the the the, uh, the date on your pinball machine in order to collect I a specific award? So, it's all, all done by a central server, isn't it? So um, it needs to be able to talk back to the server and uh, and collect the appropriate award that award's not not to being served up by the server at that time then you couldn't get it okay just wondering you know i mean i mean that's uh, how i'd imagine it would work but uh, well, i have no evidence for that okay so anyway um enjoy your foo fighters achievements in uh, insider connected if you're uh, uh, able to uh, uh, to play a game and, now, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I mentioned Godzilla, I misspoke, sorry about that. But that is because there is Godzilla news. There is. Actually, the CERN uh, um, announced a number of Godzilla accessories, uh, which are now available, um, which include a uh, Godzilla heat ray destruction topper, at uh, nine hundred and ninety nine, uh, well, basically a thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, there's also the Mothra egg shooter knob, mm-hmm. which is basically a shooter knob in the f- shape of an egg, for uh, just a hundred and eighty dollars. Um, and there is a King Ghidorah side armor, uh, which is costing you uh, two hundred and ninety dollars if you're uh, if you're interested in that, which has uh, these uh, three dragons uh, around the, the flipper buttons. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and there's art blades as well coming in at uh, $100. Well, bargain. Now, yeah, exactly. So Now, the interesting thing about the, uh, the heat ray destruction topper is that it will enable the King of Monsters time attack mode in the game, which otherwise can't be played. Ah, so, okay, that's interesting. So, well, and then you probably get uh, an insider achievement for that as well. I'm sure you do. Yes. Okay. So that's something an exclusive mode, just for yeah. that, uh, just for topper owners. Okay, right. I've yeah, seen that so. before, of course, on on earlier games, but uh, helps justify the uh, the price, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, um, so, otherwise, so, so, so. I would say that the reaction to the the topper has been mixed. Mixed. Let's say that. Mixed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> okay. yeah, right. Mixed. Yes. Um, some people yeah, have got to have it anyway. Um, they were obviously 
there's a certain amount of uh, enjoyment of the fact that it's only only a thousand dollars, right? Which is still is a ridiculous amount of money, I'd say, for uh, for just the topper. When you compare that to two thousand for the Mandalorian one, we saw before, uh, which was ridiculous anyway, but still okay. But um, so only a thousand for this one. Yeah, but this this doesn't have any actual moving parts to it, as far as we can see. No, it's just LED flame effects in the buildings. No physical animation. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it looks nice, and and it's got the extra mode. Yeah, and the Godzilla seems to be held down by a tie wrap, Uh, which is not sure if that's just for shipping or whether that's a permanent thing. I don't know either, but I did see people complain about it. So, yeah, well, it's it, just for shipping. It was, it was featured in, they it was it featured from the, in the video, video, which was uh, a bit weird. You know, having that and that that cable tie round uh, the, the model. It seems to be the same model of Godzilla on the topper that's also on the playfield, mm. um, which uh, obviously makes sense from a an ordering point of view, but uh, doesn't add much in the way of uh, diversity to the, uh, the appearance of Godzilla in the game. Right. So, oh well, anyway, that's the news on Godzilla. Um, then uh, two people got to celebrate as well. Uh, to be precise, uh, Thea Ayid uh, has been appointed as Director of Program Management mm. uh, at Stern, and uh, Joe Astone uh, took uh, the position of uh, Manager of Financial Planning and Analysis. I don't imagine we'll be directly interacting with any of the, well either of those, but no, uh, but apparently okay. So um, Stern staff basically expanded. Although um, if I'm not uh, mistaken, a couple of months ago, uh, one of the financial uh, um, uh, powerhouses in the company, I'd say, uh, retired. So uh, somebody had to step in. Mm, that's right. Yes. Okay. So uh, well, obviously Stern boosting their management team there. So. Uh, as they uh, head towards their, their new building um, in uh, around about October time of this I year. I just hope they have enough offices in there. Well, I'm sure they will uh, make sure that they have. So yeah, that, that's so. good. Um, I, I hear Gary is the first to give up his. Is he? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's breaking news. Okay. <laughs> no, it's pure speculation on my oh, end. Don't breaking speculation. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> right, okay. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, there's obviously new code, although not as much as we uh, see sometimes other months uh, from Stern. Actually, only for uh, for uh, three games this month. Yeah. Uh, Foo Fighters is up to uh, 0.94, um, mostly bug fixes, and it added a, a DJ mixture uh, feature, as we've seen on other uh, Stern pinball machines as well. Uh, James Bond 007 is up to uh, version uh, 0.91. Is it my turn to uh, have a little nap while I was <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And uh, James Bond uh, 60th anniversary is up to uh, version 1.06. And uh, if you're into well, nobody has that game, so why bother? <laughs> Some people might have it. You never know. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, um, in a bit of... Unexpected news, I would say. Um, Stern pinball designer um, and Foo Fighters pinball designer Jack Danger announced his semi-retirement. 
Oh, I'm a, it's one of the uh, sort of uh, cornerstone features of, uh, of pinball in the uh, Chicagoland area is uh, expecting to be able to wander into some random pinball location and find Jack there doing a, a stream, a live stream. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say he's not retiring from pinball design. He is retiring or semi-retiring from streaming on his uh, Deadflip channel, indeed. Um, but it's not goodbye forever. Uh, there will still be occasional streams, but it's just not, just not every day no. anymore. No, well, it was, it was, Jack, uh, and, and understandably so. I think uh, Jack has a, a family and he wants to spend more time uh, seeing his children grow up. Well, I think he deserves a, a huge round of applause and pat on the back for the sheer oh. amount of streaming he has done over the past many Not years. Not only that, he's been groundbreaking and uh, setting the tone, I would say, for for a lot of other people streamers that since then picked up streaming and have basically, well, Jack can be seen as the godfather of pinball streaming, I suppose. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Not to tie in with another company, but in this <laughs> case... <laughs> yes, quite right, too. And, uh, you know, it's uh, so, he, so, he has a full-time so, job. It's done now, so... Yeah. So, thank you, Jack, for all those years of, uh, of pinball streaming. It's always been a delight uh, um, watching your stream, um, uh, which uh, there, there were quite a few remarkable ones, especially the ones where he was uh, uh, the first... To, to stream new titles uh, with design teams present. And, uh, well, uh, you probably watch many of them yourself as well. So. I suspect, I suspect a lot of that will still be going on. It's just the sort of nightly, uh, nightly uh, location streams that will be, be cut back on. But uh, right. we'll see. So, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so, so now, other com- news. Com- yeah, other news. Still Stern Pinball. Um, the Economist published an article on uh, pinball or the growth of uh, Pimble, in which uh, Stern Pimble's Zach Sharp, um, son of Roger Sharp, indeed, um, was quoted uh, basically saying that the sales of a new machine have risen by 15 to 20 percent every year since 2008. Now, um, I'm not one to to say that might not be correct, but if I'm not mistaken. 2008, that was like the beginning of the, the Lehman crisis in America. I think um, 2010 or 2011 would have been probably more accurate because I think 2008 and 2009 were very dark years for Stern Pinball. Well, that's, uh, a, that's a good time to uh, to say since 2008 then because things have only been on the up since then. Uh, right. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, if you're close to zero, yeah. then it's not so difficult exactly. to... Uh, yeah, okay. And they weren't close to zero, but still mm. uh, not the best games coming out, and they didn't sell that many units. Uh, at least that's what we expect based on uh, how the industry was at that time. So anyway, but okay, a 15 to 20% increase every year. Um, that's a good indication uh, for a company, and it allows in, in a, indeed to hire more staff, I suppose. And move to larger premises. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and uh, which which basically means the new premises are twice as, uh, the size of the current one. So, um, yeah, good for Stern, and hope they can keep it up. Yeah, um, that article on the Economist um, it's on the Economist website, but you do have to be a subscriber to yes. uh, The Economist in order to, to read it or find a, an alternative way of uh, accessing it. Uh, 
which we yeah. won't condone or suggest. But um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not a groundbreaking article. You know, anybody who's listening to this podcast will know everything that's in there. I would say. But yeah. Um, yeah, still, it's nice to see it making uh, the mainstream media, as uh, as it's called. Yeah. So anyway, um, that sort of rounds it up for some pinball, but well, not exactly. Yeah. Uh, sort of related um, is news from the Electric Playground, uh, which is a a new company uh, that uh, recently started producing toppers for Twilight Zone. Um, and they uh, released a video which is called uh, the first episode of uh, The Coin Drop. And um, in that video, uh, not only did they say that their first batch of Twilight Zone toppers is finished and shipped by now as well, mm-hmm. um, they also announced a second batch of Twilight Zone toppers, um, on which they will start on June 6th. Uh, for those who joined the waiting list, they can uh, order that. And uh, they will produce some extra units as well uh, for people interested to buy them uh, on site, uh, on their website, and, and get them delivered immediately uh, once the, the, the waiting list has been served, of course. Of course, but that's but, not the only topper that they're producing, is it? No, they announced a second topper uh, for which sales will open in August and production will begin in, or delivery will begin in September. And that's for, and here's the tie-in the, the, the tie with Stern Pinball, that is actually for Godzilla, mm-hmm. for which Stern just announced their topper and the Electric Playground beat them by a day announcing theirs. Right, and, so we mentioned uh, that uh, the reaction to... Oh, so the online reaction, I should say, to Stern's Godzilla Topper has been mixed. Then uh, now there is an alternative from the Electric Playground. Yeah, I'm not sure how the response to that uh, has been uh, yet because I haven't uh, followed um, the, the, the social uh, uh, well forum post, I would say. Um, but this tip, Topper is indeed different, um, mostly because it's uh, well, it's not so much static but it's mostly flat plastics uh spaced out together um uh, across the uh, the depth of the so, background sort of multi-layered then okay yeah exactly uh pardon my english I'm, it's not my native uh, uh language and um so it looks static, although it does have uh, the... Well, it comes in two editions, oh. a player's edition and a challenger edition. Uh, the player edition is uh, static. The challenger edition has uh, two moving parts, a spinning... Uh, uh, something spinning and something that's moving up and down. Yeah, sort of a uh, flying saucer that moves up and down, I think. Yeah, something like that. So. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what the, uh, the spinning part of it was, but... Uh, doesn't really matter. It's got some animation to it, and yeah. um, um, I forgot to to write down uh, the pricing of it. But I think the uh, the player's edition comes at uh, eight hundred dollars, uh, mm-hmm. and the challenger edition a few hundred dollars more. Okay, so, so on a par with uh, Stern's pricing then for theirs. Yes. Although I guess you don't get the the extra mode if you uh, no, add this no, to yours. You don't. No unless they find a hack to do that. But the topper is still being developed at the moment, so who knows what they might add or uh, improve. So, 
Okay. Uh, just so you know, so you have a choice if you own a Godzilla and you uh, you're interested in a topper for that game. So, or you just go to the toy store, buy a, to- a Godzilla toy for like uh, twenty bucks, and put that on top of your game. Right. Okay. So I think that pretty much wraps up our stern pinball news. But now I have some breaking news because Ooh. I understand that David Fix is now available to talk to us to oh give us God. the latest update from American Pinball. Well, how are you, David? I'm doing good, Jonathan. Good to hear from you, Jonathan, and see you both, you and Martin. It's good to see you uh, guys. Good, good to hear from you, David. And uh, tell us, tell us what's going on at uh, American Pinball. Then, what's the what's the latest news? Well, we we've been working very hard. Um, it's been it's been a crazy uh, time since the launch, as you guys have heard. Probably, we've had a couple issues. Um, one is uh, we've been working on the uh, targets straight up the middle. We're which, talking about uh, the right. launch of uh, Galactic Tank Force uh, for those who just tune in. Yeah, yeah, Galactic Tank Force, uh, yes. aka Ice Cream. That was the code name for that game. Right. Um, so we we had a small issue which we didn't see, but well, we kind of started seeing a little bit at Texas. Um, surprisingly, um, we have had uh, tested locations and tested games with over thousands of plays and never had that problem with the bent target, which was a shocker to me. And I'm like, uh, when we first found it, we were like, okay. So the team immediately sprung into action. Uh, Zofia, Mitesh, uh, Dennis, uh, he came back from Texas immediately, and they started working on it. We have a, a nice replacement in the works. Uh, we signed off on it uh, a little over a week ago, uh, 500 units of all three pieces. Uh, very simple to put in. We'll correct all the problems on that. And as soon as they are received at American from the manufacturer of that made the, the brackets, uh, we'll be sending them out to all the um, customers who've registered their games. Okay. And so, understand so, so, you also had a problem with uh, some magnetized balls as well. Yeah. Weird. Okay, so we usually use chrome, uh, carbon balls. That's uh, you yeah. know the the standard for American, and um, we use STR. I've known Leo mm-hmm. from STR for a long time, uh, going back to uh, started pinball about twenty some odd years ago. So as soon as we started getting magnetized balls, and it wasn't like we saw it right away. Um, as crazy it is, we've always ordered them from STR, which is great to find out that when I was at the factory, somebody guy has been rotating the stock, so he's been taking the balls from STR and then he's been taking them off from another shelf which were not STR's balls. And um, they were not in the games for Texas. They were not in the games for Vegas. They were in one game in Milwaukee, which mm-hmm. we were like, yeah. what's going on with that? Um, and we replaced them immediately when we started finding them, going, this is kind of strange. And they were in the games that were boxed up from Milwaukee on. So it took us a little time before we found them. A uh, quick call with STR. Uh, Leo put me on to the uh, lot numbers. So I immediately started pulling all the lot numbers, went in the back with the team, and uh, just started digging through. And I uh, came across a box that didn't have a lot number on it. And I asked him where he got it from, and then he walked me over to this section that had been, you know, areas that we've been putting extra balls or, or something. And sure enough, these were non-carbon um, balls, and we were putting them in the game. So immediately we reversed 
Uh, we pulled them all off the shelf. We pulled everything out of production. I put them all up in a f- upper section, uh, immediately changed everything over to STR, immediately started contacting all customers and put them out. In fact, uh, the game that was on Jack Danger's stream, uh, we pulled them out, and that was the game we had up in the lab. Trust me, that poor game went through hell because uh, we pulled it apart trying to figure out what was going on with it. Put the uh, carbon balls right in, and and guess what? The locking mechanism worked just fine. Uh, so it's just a you know a comedy of errors kind of thing. We're a small company, you know. It's it's that's the that's the, the the crux of American is that, you know you got you know guys trying to you know rotate inventory, try to keep things moving. You know, just grabbing a case from a different area, and the next thing you know, we have the wrong balls going in the game. Um, needless to say, um, we've gotten rid of all those balls. All the balls now in the house are all from STR, and that's the only person we're buying them from. So they're all 100% uh, uh, chrome, uh, not chrome, not chrome. Carbon. Carbon balls. Yeah. Because carbon okay. balls uh, do not maintain uh, retain the magnetic magnet power uh, that yeah. immediately loses it. So... Now, apart from doing all that, you guys have been really busy because we we were, well, we were we talking just, about it a little bit earlier on in in this pincast about the the lengthy and uh, in depth video which you produced about all the rules for Galactic Tank Force. Now, that, <laughs> I imagine besides being a, a slog, that was also it looked like it was a lot of fun for people to to do. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know what? It was something that we had been working on a little bit. Um, you know, it, it came out of from Texas. Some people asked us, uh, you know, what are some of the rules? And then uh, it kind of morphed. Uh, we kind of started looking at some different uh, ways of explaining it. You know, are we going to put little trailers up? And then the next thing you know, we said, um, why don't we just do a whole video shoot? We did the video shoot. Um, we did the whole thing together. And we were going to break it apart in small little segments and then release it slowly. But we thought, you know what? We have it all together. It's all done. Let's do that and uh, put it out to the world. And, and, and it's been a tremendous hit. A lot of people are looking at it now, understanding the rule sets, understanding the game concept. And, uh, you know, we've seen an increase again in sales. So it's 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 a good thing for us. Okay. Congrats on that. I was going to ask, but... You already said it, so uh, it's nice to so on one end explain uh, how deep the game is and and how much fun, of course, uh, and and see that translate into uh, additional sales. Absolutely. Well, the idea on that was to give, and this is just gives you a little bit of the field guide. Just gives you a little bit. Um, there's a lot of depth to this game, and you know we asked Steve and the rest of the team to jump in and let's just you know start. You know, there's some stuff into this, and you know what the sad thing was is we kind of said this is that you know you look at games that are licensed theme, and you kind of understand the thought of that license, right? You know that you have to do something because you're following that movie or something, but this is being us. We really don't have anything that kind of tells you which way this storyline is going. So for us to sit down and say, hey, this is the storyline. These are the shots. This is what you've got to do. Kind of, you know, basically tells the player really how to get through the game and uh, to start building some bigger points. Right. I've just met, having, having watched it, I was surprised and I'm pleased uh, by the level of depth 
in the rules, I thought it was a lot simpler than it, than it actually was. And there's also some some nice touches in there for uh, for for scoring opportunities as well, which I hadn't uh, hadn't grasped the first time around. I always wonder whether it is available in a sort of like a printed format because obviously it's it's a there's a lot of detail there to explain. And you kind of you sit down and watch it, and it, I don't know how long it was. It was twenty twenty five minutes, something like that long. And uh, at the end of it, you think, oh, "What was it you said about that back there?" And it would be nice just to be able to to refer to a printed version of that, uh, or at least a, a summary sheet. That's got to be a, a a manual the size of a phone book. Uh. <laughs> um, and that does that only takes you through the first, you know, quite a few battles. I mean, there's still a lot of other stuff in there that we haven't even talked about, like the uh, wi- the other wizard modes. We didn't touch anything on the wizard mode. So there's this game is not, you know, you, you walk up to you and think, oh, this is a simple game. Mm, it no. looks can be deceiving. It's mm. It's got a lot going on. There's a lot of scoring po- points. There's a lot of chances. Um, you know, I know some people who have put in one, two billion easily on this game. Uh, some people who have gone even higher than that. Um, so, and there are some, there are some very interested, uh, interesting um, strategies mm. uh, that, were not alluded to in the field guide, but if you play some things certain ways, you can start seeing your points grow really faster. Um, it, it's going to be, it has been well received by a lot of people in the public, a lot of people who have put their hands on it. I will tell you right now, um, and I don't usually talk about this, but let's talk about the cash box for a minute. Do you want to hear about the cash box? I always want to hear about the cash box. Um, so right now it's uh, earning on par or a little bit better than Foo Fighters uh, in quite a few different locations. I have um, uh, the locations in California uh, are doing very well. Uh, the location in Chicago, um, it's on. all these games are on dollar play. Uh, the location in Chicago uh, was out earning Foo Fighters by, you know, 10, 20 bucks at most for the entire month, but it was up there. It's, um, you know, Chicago, you know, it's a dollar, it's a dollar game swipe. So uh, they had 938 swipes on the game. So, you know, if you're taking that for cash value, you can get it out. Um, and, uh, you know, on coin play, uh, in New York, here at, at Pocketeer, it did very well over the four weeks. Um, Corey, you know, you think about it, it's 80 games. We had it sitting next to Foo Fighters, um, Godfather, and Scooby-Doo. Uh, all of them are right there. So, and um, actually it out-earned Scooby by a little bit, uh, definitely out-earned uh, Foo, and um, Godfather was uh, neck and neck right in the mix of that trio. So, on location, it's good. Now, granted, this is the first, second months. You know, I, I, I always tell people you got to let it go for six months, eight months. Let's see the longevity for coin op guys. So we'll just wait and see. You know, it, it's out there. It's earning. Um, the games are flying off the, uh, the assembly line. Uh, we just finished um, two weeks ago. Actually, it's going on three weeks ago. We finished the, the line of Oktoberfest. They are done, so both assembly lines right now are just totally dedicated to Galactic Tank Force. Oh, it's and so nice are, when you when you when you touch on a subject that I just wanted to bring in. 
<laughs> because I kind, of think, I kind of know what you're thinking, Jonathan. I've known this for a long time. You and I and Martin are all friends. We always talk about this stuff. So right. go ahead, Jonathan. So, so, so my question to you is, and because, and I'm asking this because we touched on this earlier on uh, in the uh, in the, in this pincast recording. Um, let's say somebody orders a Galactic Tank Force uh, today. How long would they have to wait before they get their game? Um, well, I'll tell you, I'm going to say uh, it's going to be a bit. When is it going to be? Maybe two months, three months. Okay, uh, so. That's the goal. That's the goal of the, uh, the, the, the location. We want to have this thing done before summer is over with. Um, so that leads me to the question that I have had a lot of people ask me about the signatures. Signatures have not started production yet. Uh, the signatures will start production very shortly. editions, that is, of course, for those uh, not understanding what you mean by signatures, but signature editions, yes. Correct, the signature editions. The 200 signature editions will start, and I didn't want to start it until I had all the metal parts in, right? I didn't want to have all the, um, you know, the, 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 the key pieces to finish. So once I have everything in, then we can start the signatures. I don't want the people who bought the signature edition having to add an extra metal part to the game. Um, so we're going to have that all those in now. Interesting enough is uh, is it one metal part? I know that I've seen it on pin side. Yes, I read pin side. I I do. Poor you. Different. Yeah. Huh? Poor you. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, you, you, people who live in glass houses, you know, I got to be ready to throw a stone or take a stone. So you know, it's okay. I have a strong. Um, 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 I don't know, constitution, as you would say. But, um, and everybody has their opinion, and they're entitled to it. So there you go. Um, but the uh, the bracket that we're making, there's three brackets, right? It's three unique brackets that are going to happen. Uh, I could have made one and been done with it. Uh, I could have made two and, and said it's, you know, it's overkill. Uh, three, um, I know I'm not going to have a problem, ever. So that's what we went with. We went with three brackets. Okay. Um, Interesting, uh, just to touch in on that bracket for a second, um, Martin, I don't know if, you, if you've seen the pin side or any of the pictures of that bracket that's holding that unique uh, target bank. Uh, that's 13-gauge uh, cold rolled steel, and that is uh, pretty thick when you look at it, and it was surprising to us that it was bending so easily. Um, that led to a new standard that we have instituted at American. Uh, now that when we order any metal parts, we're asking for the certification of the metal uh, from the manufacturer. So that means that whatever that piece of steel is that they're using comes with a piece of certificate that says this is what the steel is. And if I took it to a lab, I could test it and get the same, you know, information. That has to come in on all metal parts coming into American because. The first set of brackets that we got from the manufacturer, over almost a thousand plays, no bend. This one, bend it with you can almost bend it with your hand. Um, I can't, but I know some people who have taken devices and bent it with their hand. So, you know, and, and, and this the, is from the same manufacturer, or? same from same the manufacturer, supplier. same supplier, and same mm. manufacturer, which is so. Like I said, caught us off the guard. You know, you, you think that you know. Guys, this is not our first rodeo. We we test and test and test things, you know, and, and a little bit too much sometimes. You know, I know American has been known for its quality. Um, well, and the games you, are built like a tank. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the info. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things. They're built, we build them tough, but we also make sure that if there is a problem, I'm standing behind my product. You know, so, you know, when you guys are buying American, you're buying American pride. You're buying this little company's um, uh, line of stuff. I mean, I'm kind of lost there on words there right now. It's just kind of weird. Okay. Now, when you when you launched the game, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought you said that there were, there were going to be up to four different editions. Correct. Of the game. But you weren't necessarily going to make all four. You were going to right away. one of them was yeah one of them was only going to be was would be dependent upon demand shall we say correct um, well I wouldn't say it's dependent on demand it's so the idea of this Martin is we we, we we launched the deluxe model and the limited and the signature the deluxe is just the street kind of street one that we all know the tank version is the le and the signature right the signature being the high end with all the extra little bells and whistles which uh when we put it into production we will definitely show off all the extra stuff that you get in the game um for the deluxe model uh that's basically the same play field as the le just in a in in the standard cabinet um, there was going to be a classic version, yeah. and there still is. So the idea is once limited and uh, signatures are done, we will continue to build deluxes and we'll continue to build a classic. And we'll probably bring out the classic version, which be kind of like Stern's Pro version, um, you know, cut down, but not with gameplay. That's the one thing I keep telling people is that I don't like to change gameplay. You know, somebody said to me, he said, well, for a street version, you could take out the swinging target and just have a standing targets. What kind of garbage is that? It's got to have a swinging target. That's what, you know, it's part of the gameplay. So, you know, it makes me my job a little harder to be able to bring the cost of the bomb mm. down, but that's what we're going to do, you know. So. Right. Okay. So, any other news from American? Well, you saw the video, so I'm happy about that. Um, we, we, we have some other cool stuff. We're continuing, like I said, we're building as fast as we can and trying to keep it up with demand, shipping games out. We will be doing a launch party shortly, so we'll be doing that. Um, I'm happy to say that uh, England has really stepped into the picture for the first time uh, since Houdini and has actually bought a good selection of Galactic Tank Force. So, you know, the, the theme is resonating with a lot of people, right? So um, not just the U.S., but all over. So it's very cool. And okay. what's your, uh, your show schedule then for the uh, rest of the year? The show schedule? Mm, yes. So we'll yeah. be at Fantastic for sure. Um, there will be um, a couple more shows that we're going to be popping in at. Uh, there will be some distributors who will definitely be at the show showing off the game. Um, we will have a very big presence, of course, at the Northwest show in Seattle this coming week. Um, I know uh, Nitro, Tommy from Nitro has, I want to say, uh, six Galactics. Uh, four deluxes and two limiteds. Um, I don't know if they're all going to be there, but I did ship all those out to him for the show. So he will definitely be making a big presence there. Um, of course, we will be at Expo 
you know that it's right there. We're going to try to actually have the entire cast of Galactic Tank Force on site for Expo this year. Uh, That's one of our goals to bring in, uh, of course, um, Cayenne and and Anoya and Plotnik and uh, and the rest of the team, uh, including uh, Duke. Uh, So we got a lot of, you know, a lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, A lot of shows we're going to be, you know, we're going to be at IAPA. Uh, this time, uh, first time ever, we're going to be at IAPA Europe in uh, September. Uh, we're going to go over there um, and uh, support our distributors over there, right? So we have a bunch of distributors over in in, in Europe that uh, are moving a lot of uh, uh, of American product, which I'm happy about. And you know, for the first time ever, uh, one of the, the the good little points is that American is you know catching up on a lot of our back orders. So, you know, we have, believe it or not, we have some Hot Wheels in stock. We have some Legends of Valhalla in stock. We have some Oktoberfest in stock. Um, a little bit later on this year, um, probably after the signatures are done, we'll be running Houdini again. And everybody's like, why would you run Houdini? It's a game from 2017. Why would you be doing that? Uh, I'm sitting on over 200 orders of Houdini right now. So... Uh, okay. Those customers definitely want the game. Um, okay. Houdini's got a lot of long legs still. Um, I did see some people um, saying to us um, on Pinside, I'm just going to touch on this, that, you know, American only builds games to, you know, their license and they have open orders and so forth. But we do have a nice arrangement with Mattel. Um, we've actually already got an extension on Hot Wheels, so that's why we're continuing to build Hot Wheels. And uh, people are still buying that game. Um, operators and uh, locations are, you know, there's a lot of people out there who say, well, we trade on Pinside, we trade on, you know, the forums, we're doing this on Facebook Marketbook, you can get this. Yeah, but operators aren't going on there, right? So there's a lot of operators still buying these machines and putting them out in locations. So there's still a lot of market, a lot of market yet, a lot of ground for us to cover. Okay. So um, this might be a bold question, but uh, production-wise, is it uh, besides the games that you just mentioned, mainly Galactic Tank Force, or might we see a, a new title from American Pinball later on this year? So we have this beautiful game called Galactic Tank Force, which was released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the standard, the standard reply. What's your favorite game, Dave? Uh, Galactic Tank Force. It's on the line right now. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, you know, Jonathan, we're, we're working hard, right? We, the team is always working on the next game. Uh, we have games in the queue, which is good. Um, and we're just going to continue uh, working. But right now, Galactic Tank Force, she's the, she's the flagship right now. She's doing very well. People are enjoying it. So, and uh, stay tuned. Uh, there's always new stuff coming from American. But right now, Galactic Tank Force is on the line. So you got that. And is the, uh, is the company right-sized at the moment, or are you uh, still looking for particular additional staff? We're still looking for some additional staff. We went through a little bit of um, a shake-up, I'll say that, in March. Um, we, we lost some people, um, but we've gained some people back. We have um, a new purchasing guy, which I'm very happy to bring on board. Um, he's been in the, not in the industry, but he's been, you know, working in purchasing for a long time so he's already you know got himself situated in that it's another david so and then um you know i did i did lose a, a good friend max uh, senesac uh, max yeah, right, yeah. 
um, unfortunately, Max um, took a job. You know, he, he, he was uh, he got an offer um, and his girlfriend wanted to move back to uh, Milwaukee. So he's like, David, I got to take this. I said, OK, hey, listen, I understand. Good friend will always be part of American pinball um, um, family, as it were, and alumni. And uh, he's always, you know, he's always there. I'm sure if he wanted to order a game, I'll still give him an employee's discount because Max was always there with us in the, in the trenches. Um, but we have uh, two new people into um, sales. Uh, we have uh, Megan uh, and also Steve. So we'll be making announcements very shortly of these two new people there who will be helping out with distributors and, you know, making sure that everything gets moving out, you know. So... There you go. Uh, if if I had one Max, it uh, takes two people to replace one Max, just to tell you how good of a worker he was. He was a great guy. So, so are you still looking for particular roles? We are. We're still looking for, uh, of course, uh, mechanical engineers. Um, Where, you know, Zofia is, you know, the head. We have a couple other juniors, uh, mechanical engineers, but it doesn't mean that I'm not looking for more mechanical engineers. Same thing with software. Um, you know, it's a small company, Martin, and I think you, you've touched on that a little bit for me. Um, you know, when you think about an art department, I have Jack Hager as my art director, and then I have Jessica and Bobby, who are my animators. That's it. I got two. You know, um, I mean, you know, you think about Stern or or JJP and some of those other companies, they have, you know, 20, 30 people. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, software. Nothing, go ahead. Nothing in the art department, but. Still, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just, it's just a lot of people. Um, same thing with software. I mean, I have uh, Casey and Steve and Joe. That's it. Joe's uh, part time. Um, so that that's that's a small team there. Um, I have Dennis as a designer, and I got Ryan. I have two guys, and Sophia as that, and that's it. And then I got Mitesh. Uh, he's my uh, goal all the way around. Kind of guy who helps build Whitewoods, uh, does all the cable harnessing, understanding how to, you know, gets all that through and uh, make sure that we get through for testing and all that other stuff. And then we have Benjamin who assists everybody in there. So, like I said, it's not a big office. Uh, you know, you're talking about a very small rag, ragtag team, a good team that uh, will go into battle with everybody. And you know what? I'm proud of all of them. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't change any of them. They're 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 hardened people. They they want to be there, and it's the passion, right? You know, they have a passion that is great, and they want to be there. So, and then the team in the back, um, in production, I got uh, a great little team of people in production right now. So they all want to be there as well. Okay. So um, last year, October. Uh, American Pinball at uh, Pinball Expo did the uh, uh, American Pinball Dream Challenge, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that it was called. Um, is there any news regarding uh, the outcome of that contest, and will there be another edition at the upcoming Pinball is uh, Expo? Are you looking for more homebrew games? We're always looking for homebrew games. I'm always looking for people. So, you know, and there was a winner. Uh, that winner was notified um, because they did a, let's say, uh, a, 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 a title that requires us to make sure that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we have that 
um, all anchored in before we, you know, make the announcement of that game. So, you know, we, we kind of put the horse before the cart before, and we're not doing it this time, but, you know, the winner is there. Um, they did a, a great job. Um, I'm excited about the game. Um, of course, it needs to be, you know, refined, but overall, it's very, very impressive, right? Um, there are many other, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I was just at uh, MGC, and there's a lot of cool homebrews that were there that I got to play. Um, and you know what? That's the future, right? You know, look, um, um, the homebrew game, um, Archer, came out, and that was taken by somebody. Uh, a game from Scott Denisi, you know, the um, Total Nuclear Annihilation. These games were homebrews, uh, and uh, there's a reason that uh, they were put together pretty good. So, you know, there is a lot of new future ahead of us. Um, even Ryan uh, McQuaid's uh, Sonic uh, Spinball, that was a fun game, too. It, you know, it, it shows that there's a passion for these people. So I, I applaud the passion. I applaud, you know, the, the hobby, you know, so. Right. right. Well, uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us tonight, David. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having yeah. me on, guys. Uh, yeah. Always a pleasure. We always uh, always enjoy having you as a guest on the Pincast and uh, always enjoy seeing you in person at uh, Pinball Shows. Oh, and yeah. uh, hopefully it won't be too much longer before we get to meet again in person. I, I hope so. And trust me, Martin, I still owe you a, a swift pint and uh, I owe Jonathan a swift kick. I mean a swift pint also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll drink the both of those. Yeah. Uh, no, I kid you both. No, I do owe you guys some boo- uh, some some uh, adult beverages. So you know we have to definitely do that. Um, and I hope everybody's been well and and good over on that side of the pond. Me too. Yep. And yep. Uh, we will see you before too much longer. I can guarantee that. Sounds great, guys. And it's time to move on to a uh, another uh, Greater Chicago Land Area Company, and uh, we were just talking before we were talking to David, we were talking about what's been going on with Stern. So let's now talk about uh, their neighbours at Jersey Jack Pinball, and uh, well, not a huge amount of news to be honest coming from uh, from them this month, is, there, well, is it, Jonathan? No, well, they're obviously busy uh, building the Godfather uh, Limited Edition. Which is currently in stock and uh, ready for immediate shipping. Um, as we just heard from David, uh, that game is earning also very well on location. So, uh, 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 congratulations for that uh, to Jersey Jack Pinball. Um, but they're not neglecting their uh, older titles, as there is a, a new code update for Toy Story 4 Pinball. Um, some, some general gameplay improvements and... It adds an audio equalizer. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. So, so uh, as you say, not not a massive update, but uh, some some nice nice. That they're still supporting Toy Story Four, and it's getting uh, new love. And uh, I wonder whether that's the one that uh, that takes out the score bit, um, or whether that was in an earlier um, update. Haven't checked yet, but mm. uh, oh well. Um, if you are into uh, uh, pinball factory factory tours, then uh, be sure to uh, to check out um, uh, Jersey Jack's Facebook uh, page as they did a, uh, a factory tour with Godfather uh, on the line. Uh, so if you if you wanted to see a quick take a quick look how that game is uh, 
being put together. Um, mm-hmm. Then check out that video on uh, on Facebook, uh, Jersey Jack uh, Facebook page. So, and then yep. the most most interesting news uh, <laughs> that I suppose yes. that came out from Jersey Jack Pinball actually didn't come out from Jersey Jack Pinball, but from a source that you probably would not expect um, to to uh, reveal any Jersey Jack news. Uh, as we're talking about uh, Joe Kamenkow of uh, Aristocrat and uh, also Kapow Pinball who has been a uh, long time, uh, actually he's a co-founder of Stern Pinball and since then been associated with uh, Stern Pinball as well. Uh, and uh, basically he announced that Jersey Jack Pinball secured the Harry Potter license. And um, uh, that, yeah. that, that went accompanied with a, a mock-up of a Stern Harry Potter uh, pinball cabinet uh, that uses artwork which uh, has been confirmed is by uh, Christopher Frenchy, but it's from some years ago. Yes, yeah, so this was presumably a mocked-up game which they used, which Stern used, uh, and Joe, I guess, used, to pitch to either Warner Brothers and or J.K. Rowling right. to, um, to how a Harry Potter pinball machine produced by them would look the kind of job that they could do with it. Right. It's obviously, it's a fair, reasonably recent one because it's got it's got the current size LCD display on it. So it hasn't got a dot matrix or anything like that, so it can't be that old. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really a sort of a, an example of, of the artwork that they were put on the, on the cabinet and on the back box because it didn't, didn't show anything on of a play field. Right, so now um, let me look up, um, I got a screenshot of the, um, the post by uh, Joe Kamenkow as uh, there was something interesting, at least I found interesting in that, um, uh, in that post. And let me well, put it up I mean, right here. you already mentioned that it's uh, unusual that Joe would be posting about what, uh, what Jersey Jack Pimble were doing, yeah. but I took, I took from that to be that Stern and Joe had been expecting to get the Harry Potter license and at the last minute it looked like Jersey Jack Pinball had taken it from them or uh, won out in the in the in the war the bidding war to uh, to to take the license for a pinball game and well, a certain amount of sour grapes from that cause, Yeah well uh, either either uh, Jack did a brilliant move on his end, or someone dropped the ball at Stern Pimble, and Sour Grapes indeed um, would not be... Well, I can imagine, yes. So, um, what I found interesting, because I have the uh, a screenshot of the uh, original post by Joe mm-hmm. Kimiko, which since has been deleted, uh, but it, it literally says, Hey, Pimble fans, here's the scoop, Jersey Jack has secured the license for Harry Potter for pinball. No waiting, no speculation, they locked it in. I find the no waiting very interesting because um, Jersey Jack Pinball is a company that that, uh, um, run a game for a year. Uh, If you look at Guns N' Roses and uh, Godfather, they will probably run for a year as well. Um, So the no waiting bit, well... Um, my guess is if they secured it and let's say they secured it recently, it might still take a couple of years before we get to see that game. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing here that, uh, and we've spoken to Jack several times in the past about uh, how the licensing process works, right. or uh, or sometimes doesn't. But it looks like um, in the past, companies have thought they had a license locked in and secured, only to go and then have another company come and take it out from under them. Well, that's with a, with a one of offer. the games that Stern used to play, uh, for example, with um, uh, Godzilla on, exactly. uh, on, on Spooky, yeah. uh, Spooky Pinball. Yeah, and Jack, Jack's told us in the past about how some of the licenses that he thought he had, I mean, even The Wizard of Oz, he uh, he thought he'd lost it for a while, that, that license, had managed to, managed to get it back. And um, the fact that um, Joe is saying it's locked in kind of suggests that that's the end of the process, the end of the uh, the licensing process, and it's Stone hasn't got it, Jersey Jack Pimple has, and now they move on from there. There's no more who's who's going to have it. Are Stone going to be able to get it, steal it away from Jersey Jack? It's like okay, that's the end. It's signed, sealed, if not yet delivered. Right. Okay. So so if true because we still have no confirmation from Jersey Jack Pinball, and uh, I can understand why, because mm-hmm. their focus is on The Godfather, of course, and, and other games that are probably in development. But um, if true, congratulations to Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, I did talk to Jack, um, I think a week or two ago, um, about uh, this matter, um, and of course he did not confirm anything. Uh, I didn't ask either, but I can understand why he wouldn't um, uh, confirm anything. Um, he was just, uh, I'd say, well, let's call it curious why Joe would actually speak out on that matter at all. Mm. It's not very professional, I'd say. And did you get any response from no, that? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. Um, but I can see why Jack would be wondering why Joe posted that in the first place. It seemed an odd thing. And uh, if it wasn't for the fact that he, that Joe admitted later, after having removed that post, he admitted that he did post it. Yeah. I would have thought it, I would have thought it could have, would have been a, you know, a a made up or a spoof post, but, well, you know, the man himself says, yes, he did say that. Hack the counts? No, not the not the case. No, no. there you go. So uh, we look forward to. Well, we certainly look forward to seeing what uh, exactly what Jersey Jack Pinball well, got uh, in that license. You, you know, this is going to lead to years of speculation. What to do with that game? Because there's so many moves to pull from. But if even if true, we don't know what the license is exactly for. Well, exactly, it, that's what I mean. Huh? I yeah. mean, you can speculate, yeah, yeah, it's Harry Potter. It could just be for the characters, it could be for one movie, it could be for all movies. Yeah. We don't know, and there, there's... Uh, it could be for Harry Potter 5, I don't know. Yeah, it could even be uh, for a, a future game, a future movie, or it hasn't could come be, out yet. It could be for the uh, uh, animated cartoon series that's apparently coming. Well, that's a, that's a thought as well. Yeah. So, but uh, let, let us not do the speculation on other people's behalf. We'll uh, we'll just rejoice in the fact that it looks like there is going to be a Harry Potter pinball coming out uh, before too much longger, and right. uh, I look forward to seeing what 
what what can be done with it because uh, there's certainly a, a, a huge amount of uh, assets right. to work with. So, right. yep. so the only thing I fear now is that you have uh, you probably start with the game or with the game that you have to do. Pick which um, <laughs> uh, uh, class you're in, or or which which group which of house, students, yeah, 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 which house, and uh, all the different uh, uh, possibilities, and uh, yeah, of course, um, Keith Johnson uh, probably has yeah. uh, can, can can program a thousand modes for you to uh, to play in uh, a million different ways to play the game. Um, well, I got all the spells that you can cast. I mean, but. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> different ones uh, should probably start with the sorting hat but anyway let's uh let's not get into all that that's uh whatever whatever they come out with i'm sure it'll be absolutely marvelous and uh, we will wait to see what that is right. so okay. it's um i don't think we have any more jersey jet pinball news no that's that, that's it but still, so let's move on yeah. to our next company and uh spooky pinball have yeah. been um well they, they too have been doing a factory tour it's yes. factory tour time. Yeah, uh, exactly. And so they've, been, uh, uh, they've been showing uh, every, those on, uh, was it on Facebook? I think it was on Facebook. Yeah, I think, think Facebook, and, yes. And might be on YouTube as well, um, around, around their uh, expanded factory now. So you can see them making the Scooby-Doo games. And uh, speaking of Scooby-Doo, um, if you have already have a Scooby-Doo game, then you will be receiving a free upgraded LED driver board, which uh, apparently handles all sorts of new awesome light shows that the previous board couldn't and probably fixes um, a, a particular issue that was uh, in that that version of the board. Uh, if you have the game already, they will, uh, Spooky will be sending that board out to you. And uh, if you have it on order then your game, uh, as it comes off the production line, will already have this new board installed, so there's no further action needed. Right. So uh, nice to know that you'll be able to get some, some enhanced lighting effects in uh, your Scooby-Doo game. Okay, can't wait to see what they look like. And um, uh, for those who um, uh, haven't played it yet, I remember playing Scooby-Doo at the Texas Pinball Festival and surprisingly more fun than I expected it to be. Absolutely, I think it was a great game. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, um, but uh, as as we've seen, you know the 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 code tends to improve all, over time and uh, makes the game even more fun. Right. So um, and that, well, that's about the only news from Spooky Pinball uh, for this month. It is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, so let's move on to to Multimorphic, who came out with uh, well, it's not a monthly update, but uh, uh, say almost quarterly. Um, yeah, it's occasional um, when when they have news to bring us. And uh, Jerry Stellenberg from Multimorphic sent out a, a message, um, basically updating on the production status and um, the the uh, timeline for games which are in production or being ordered now. Right, and um, he's uh, they they've been forced to push back production on a number of things slightly by a few weeks um jerry said with the uh, even though they've got a, an expanded assembly team um which has enabled them to build and ship most of the back order playfield modules with the exception of final resistance which uh, hasn't actually gone into production yet um they say that the uh, the weird owl um 
heist and the cosmic cart racing playfield queues will be clear in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this was a couple of weeks ago, so it might even be clear by now. Uh, Callum Lagoon is, uh, if you want to read it, yeah, they they have all been delivered, and uh, the last few remaining back ordered Lexi Lightspeed playfields at all ship in the uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, but despite that, just, they haven't managed to scale up their um, their cabinet production, you know, the full machine build, fast enough to match the. Uh, the estimated shipping that they, they put out before, which meant that they are a little bit later in delivering those. We said before that it was uh, probably about a 12-month delay on, uh, on oh, timeline between ordering a P3 machine and actually getting it delivered. So that's probably gone back um, a little bit, uh, about another 15 weeks. Um, it says uh, current build machines are originally estimated for, for mid-January, um, so there, that's uh, yeah, quite a few, three and a half months behind estimates. Right. So, but um, any positive news? Uh, well, I'd say the positive news was was in the um, in the uh, almost elimination of the uh, back ordering of playfield modules. So those right. are coming on leaps and bounds, but cabinets themselves are being put back. Uh, we mentioned about Final Resistance earlier, but it hadn't actually started production yet. He said they've, they've had to bump the start of production a c- couple of weeks as uh, still waiting for uh, production parts to arrive and for them to be tested and make sure they meet the specification. So they're looking at starting those in late June or early July, so the end of this month or the start of next. But so, um, with that, our, uh, with the larger production uh, playfield uh, facility in place, uh, they were able to turn them out a lot faster than they thought they could originally. Mm-hmm. So they reckon it'll actually take less than six months to ship all the existing uh, final resistance orders to people who already have a, a, a P3. Right. If you're waiting for a, a P3 build, then, you, then the original delay still um, still stands. But if you have a P3, then uh, you should get your final resistance uh, game if you ordered one uh, within six months. Right, okay. Now, there is uh, uh, another bit of uh, interesting news regarding uh, final resistance. As we mm. know, an original theme uh, designed by uh, Scott Denisi and his team, um, surprisingly, or maybe not, uh, depends on how you, how you look at things, um, Final Resistance has already broken sales records set by the previous game, uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. uh, Natural Museum of Hilarity, um, which is quite unusual for an original theme, I would say. Yeah, uh, to, I think it's to a ex- testament to, to Scott and, uh, and the team's reputation, and, and also, of course, the, the increased number of P3 machines out there now. Right. So, so there's, there's, there's a larger user base, which has been driven by games like Heist and Weird Al. Right. So, uh, yeah, the market is bigger. And uh, this is, you know, as long as they keep producing great games, I suppose they'll keep breaking sales records. Yeah, well, that's very likely indeed, because obviously more P3s around means uh, if, you, if you come up with a great game, the chances are the previous records will be broken again because more people are. Uh, in the position to add a um, a new playfield module to their uh, already owned uh, P3. 
Absolutely. Can game. Yeah. So, yeah. but still, congratulations to uh, to Scott and his team for uh, for breaking the uh, the weird L sales records. Yep, that's, that's a new benchmark that the next game will have to uh, try and try and aim for. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that that rounds it up for uh, Multimorphic, I would say. I think it does. Now we mentioned before um, in in previous pincasts about uh, a company called Cardona Pinball. And uh, the fact that uh, at the Texas Pinball Festival back in March, they were showing their Black Rose Skull and Bones. Which, which is, is an a, upgrade kit. Uh, yeah, it's a 2.0 type kit for yeah. Black Rose. With a new translite artwork uh, and, uh, of course, uh, rules and so on. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, now, that's um, still not actually available to purchase through the CardonaPinball.com webshop so not through them themselves, although Planetary Pinball do have it for sale for uh, at a price of two thousand US dollars, but only for the US market. They say at the moment because it uh, seems to operate on one hundred and ten volts, so it plugs into the service outlet on US Black Rose games, whereas um, non-US games don't tend to have that same connection to for, for power. But uh, Planetary Pinball do say that they'll have an international version available soon. Okay. Now, so I don't know whether that will work on a different voltage or whether it will uh, have, uh, you know, like CE approval, whereas maybe the US one doesn't have that. But um, as soon as that is available, we will let you know. But for now, you, if you're in the US, you can buy the uh, Black Rose Skull and Bones through Planetary Pinball for 2000 US dollars. Right, okay. And of course, there's also the uh, No Good Gophers uh, Battle for the Green upgrade mm-hmm. kit available as well uh, through. Yeah, that's uh, available now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, uh, moving to, uh, well, basically uh, the Netherlands where I'm based, mm-hmm. um, Dutch Pinball did, uh, as uh, several other companies did uh, the past month, a uh, live factory tour, quite in depth, I have to say. Um, they did that on uh, Thursday, uh, May 11th, and um, it's uh, available to watch on uh, on their Facebook page. It is, yeah. Yeah, uh, so um, it's an, uh, well, I've been there, and so I, I, I know what the factory looks like. Um, I found it a, uh, an interesting, uh, um, well-explained factory tour, although the audio wasn't, uh, well, you couldn't always hear Barry talking uh, as he turned away from the camera occasionally. But there's uh, a couple of interesting uh, uh, effects from the uh, from that video that I would like to uh, to mention here. Um, Dutch Pinball is currently building about ten games per week, still Big Lebowski games. Um, in terms of that, uh, there's still a about fifty early achiever games. Uh, left to be built. Uh, early achievers were those who who locked in a game. Uh, I think in two thousand fourteen it was already when uh, when the game was announced at uh, Pimble Expo. Um, and uh, well, this has been a long road since then, and uh, still fifty of those games have to be built. The current early or one of the current early produ- uh, early achiever. Uh, games on the line was uh, 121, uh, which is going to Charles Thomas in uh, in New York. So uh, finally, Charles, uh, your game is coming <laughs> yeah. your way. 
And um, um, right at the end of the video, I'm not sure whether we should be talking about, I did think I saw something that we hadn't seen before, but nobody picked up on it yet. So maybe I shouldn't touch on it because I'm not sure whether it was supposed to be shown. Well, I think you've said that now. You've, you've got to tell us what it, what it is. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't leave a, a hint like that. Okay, well, I'll just say, okay, look around the, um, the, the 24, 25 minute mark and see if you see anything that you haven't seen before uh, that, that maybe might be a clue or maybe not. Uh, or <laughs> may, you know, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it can't get much more vague than that. Wow. Yeah, okay, 24, 25 minute mark is right at the end and then uh, um, you might spot something, maybe you don't. Um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, thanks for that. Yes, I'm sure everybody will uh, will be scouring over that uh, video. Well, it'll certainly increase the number of downloads or, or streams. Right. Of it. Okay. Well, so. you're welcome, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Get those numbers up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I, well, that's all the news from uh, from Dutch Pinball. Um, Okay, well, let's uh, let's fly all the way around the other side of the world to Taiwan and see uh, what uh, Mike Kalinowski at Homepin's been up to because uh, they're obviously building uh, the, the This Is Spinal Tap game and um, he's been sh sharing a few pictures uh, on his um, Facebook feed, I think, and uh, one of which was showing the, uh, I think it was around about, I think I counted them, about two dozen pod assemblies for which is uh, the bit where the ball gets trapped inside right and uh, this is for the uh, this is spinal tap game he said they are complicated mechs because they need to uh, be able to uh, close and then open and release the ball from inside right so you're showing a, a big um, sort of drawer of or rack of those that have been uh, assembled and uh, also shared a picture of the pinball production line where a, n a number of staff are being trained to uh, how to build the games, basically. Okay. So um, they're sort of you know, ramping up production uh, with the expectation of, of selling uh, good numbers of This Is Spinal Tap. So okay. well, it's about they time, do. I would say. But, uh, oh, it's, it's beyond time, <laughs> that many would say. But yeah, okay. yeah we're so. looking forward to, to getting our hands on the game and playing it. Because right. okay. uh, we've seen, seen lots of pictures and some videos, and there's been a lot of talk about it for a long time. But we uh, haven't actually got to play it, have we? No, not yet. So um, I'm actually curious when uh, when Mike is coming over to uh, either Europe or America uh, with the game. Although the game is already available to play at the uh, Pinball Hall of Fame in it Las is. Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen it at other pinball shows yet. So. No, it seems to be about the only one. But uh, hopefully that will change before too much longer. Right. Okay, okay. so moving on. Chicago Gaming. And uh, in this case, uh, uh, Play Mechanics. Uh, well, their combined effort uh, resulted in Pulp Fiction, mm -hmm. which is uh, scheduled to start production uh, this fall. But if you're in uh, the Schaumburg or Chicago area, the game is already available on location uh, for uh, public play at Anterium in Schaumburg, Illinois, um, where it seems to be very popular, which is no surprise, I suppose. And um, 
I tend to think of this as putting a game on test, uh, like like pinball companies used to do uh, uh, in in the uh, well seventies, eighties, nineties, basically. Um, so that not only that they see what which how the parts hold up and how it plays and how it earns, uh, well, mostly how it earns. So they have a good uh, story for distributors to say like, hey, this game is earning this much a month or a week, mm. and you know. So uh, that's how I think you should see uh, the, the the placing of this game this early uh, already at in uh, Ethereum, especially considering that production is still a couple of months away at yeah, the earliest. Absolutely, so, yeah. 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 So, um, that's all I had from uh, Chicago Gaming. No news on uh, how she, how um, Cactus Canyon remake is uh, is doing. So. No news on that. No, in fact, we have no news from a bunch of uh, of other pinball companies. Right. So uh, we can just rattle through those, and uh, we can say that Bitronic in Spain, we have no news from them. STR Pinball in Spain, yeah, we have. Not, not really a manufacturer, but still. Yeah. yeah. No news. Quetzal uh, Pinball, also no news, although they are still apparently working with uh, Bitronic, who we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Then Turner Pinball. No, no update on their, their plans for uh, Ninja Eclipse, which we mentioned earlier, or yeah. any uh, any future titles either. Okay. Um, I didn't see any news from uh, Circus Maximus uh, uh, either. No, no, indeed. Uh, but we have had some, some other bits of news, though. Yes. Okay, so let's look into those. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we both, I believe, received an email from a George Spelvin. Yeah, which is a popular nickname in the theatrical world, mm-hmm. uh, world for uh, an anonymous uh, or uh, uh, um, uh, actor or actress. Uh, yeah, okay, he doesn't necessarily want to uh, reveal their identity. Right. Um, Yes, yeah, saying that there's a new mystery pinball company coming, but not giving any more details yet, other than to say they're not Tiltbot Pinball, which we've already mentioned before, and say that more clues are coming, which uh, to me was uh, one big yawn. It's like, well, if you've got something to say, say it. If you haven't got anything to say, then wait until you have. Okay, so, so um, diving into it a little bit more, apparently uh, what, what the email... Uh, which I uh, received as well. Uh, it showed a bunch of pictures, and the first one was a, uh, um, it's a suppose a sort of key fob type of plastic, um, which says, uh, "An amazing pinball machine is coming." Shh. Um, and it had a logo of a um, uh, a pinball bat uh, with a ball right at the tip, uh, not. On the on it, but in the um, on the same line as the 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 X of the or or the center of the pinball bat, I would say. Um, then at Allentown and at Pinfest, a uh, a, a poster was apparently shown uh, with the same uh, tagline: "An amazing pinball machine is coming." Shh with um, um, that same logo. And then there was another poster uh, spotted saying, uh, see you at the ball. Um, again, with the, 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 that flipper ball and uh, flipper bat and ball logo. Um, the mailing did suggest 
uh, ongoing speculation, which I wasn't aware of, so it might as well be in sense to create <laughs> such uh, speculation. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, well, it also said they are not uh, Tilt or Bob, um, and that more clues will follow. I haven't seen any since then, but I haven't been to any shows. Maybe at the upcoming uh, Northwest Pinball Show, uh, we could see something. Um, and the fact that uh, the word amazing is in uh, capital letters uh, on, on the outings that I just mentioned. Not sure whether that's a reference to the uh, potential theme of uh, the first game of this mystery pinball company. Um, but for now, okay, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, we're just waiting and seeing... Um, I mean, no, I mean, I, I think there are enough pinball companies out there already or actually making games. Um, you've, you've got to come up with something quite special. You want to stand out from the crowd these days. And right. uh, and I guess they want to build up speculation and excitement. But, uh, well, you, you build up excitement by producing an exciting game, not, not in... Uh, Teases. We go a bit fed up with teases. Well, if you, if, if 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 you want to talk about hyping uh, a game with teases, I think Dutch Pinball uh, at Pinball Expo uh, 2013, I think it was, uh, basically did that. Uh, that was a masterclass in how do you tease a game that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> and then it took a full year, and then the game was there, uh, and it blew everybody's uh, off their feet. So. Um, no, but these days, if if a company is producing a, or a major company is producing a new game, you get you don't just get the tease; you get the tease of the tease video. Similar and to and then like, you get the tease video, and then you get some. Then you might get uh, the uh, reveal after that, and then you get the full launch. It's like you know, cut to the chase. Let's just get, if you've got a new game. Well, sure. I, th- I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting going back to Pinball uh, Brothers who were announcing an announcement for tomorrow. Yeah. So they announced that they would do an announcement tomorrow. <laughs> I, that, that, that kind of stuff, yeah. I thought mm. it was rather funny, but... Um, oh, well. Um, and uh, a pinball company is only a pinball company, in my opinion, if they have manufacturing in place. And we've seen too many pinball companies come up with a pinball design and then try to manufacture it and fail on that end. Yes, speaking of which, um, let's move on to our next item of news, which is uh, related to Deep Root Pinball in in a roundabout kind of way. And this is a little latest update on what's going on there on the case by the Security and Exchange well, Commission. You tell me. And there's several case against Robert Mueller for the Deep Root fiasco. Um, apparently, it's going to go to private mediation now. The, the, uh, the judge has ordered that the two sides, the SEC and Robert's lawyers, um, have private meetings and try to work out an out-of-court settlement um, in relation to the SEC's charges against Robert. Uh, maybe that will just result in a fine, a ban from involvement in future investment products, maybe some kind of disbarring from legal practice. We don't know. It may end up, you know, without, without them coming to any kind of settlement, it may, in, it may result in it going to a court. Um, Sounds but, like he's not going to jail. 
I don't think he's ever going to go to jail. It's a civil case in the moment. But what the big question out there is whether, once once this is settled, whether there will be a Department of Justice criminal prosecution once the SEC's case is settled, either either in court or by mediation. Uh, is the is the Department of Justice sort of waiting in the wings to pounce once the SEC's case is is done? Anyway, the SEC can submit a proposed settlement by the 1st of June, which was this is today, it was yesterday now, because we're into the 2nd. And if they do uh, submit a proposal, then Robert's defence lawyers can submit their proposal by the 8th. And then the two sides have until the 13th to, uh, to either agree or it will go to mediation. So we're in the sort of pre-mediation stage where... Both sides make offers, and uh, if that's not agreed, it goes to mediation. If that doesn't work, then it will end up in court. So uh, that that won't be until probably October, I think. That's the current date set for uh, a court hearing. But in the meantime, it may all get settled um, in private and um, with a slap on the wrist and some kind of uh, restitution. But... uh, well, there's, there's no money left. There's uh, only a certain amount that can be uh, achieved uh, financially for those who lost out. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I suppose there will be more news on uh, the, the potential outcome of this pre-mediation uh, next month. Yes, we should find out whether or uh, whether it's gone to mediation or whether it's all been settled. I mean, it may just be an announcement to say it's all all done and dusted, and here's here's the outcome. Right. You know. Okay. So, um, I think that's it for uh, for Deep Root. But you also found, uh, well, we already discussed the Hexa pinball from mm. France. But apparently there's another new pinball manufacturer from France. Yes, um, a company called uh, Rebellion Pinball, uh, based in Bersasson in uh, in France. Bersasson. Bersasson. Uh, <laughs> They had a, a game called uh, Space Singularity at the uh, Le Trepor show, which uh, neither of us went to this year, but uh, right. they were there. And uh, they made it from scratch as a large LCD in the back box, uh, but it's mostly a single-level blue-colored playfield with red, and bl- red plastics and ramps. Not sure if they plan on developing it further or making other, any other games, but uh, it's, it's potential. So it's a name to watch out for, Rebellion Pinball. And uh, Space Singularity was their game, and mm-hmm. uh, it uh, it was a uh, in, so it looked interesting. Uh, some some oddities about uh, the way the, uh, the scores are displayed. Um, uh, it uh, has potential for nine digits for the score, but when you start the game, it shows it as like zero 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 comma zero 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 rather than just zero. Just yeah. like on an EM game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Except it's uh, on on a big LCD, right? So, uh, but anyway, that's just uh, just one thing which which struck me straight away about uh, about the game. But uh, it it looks like a nice nice effort from the first game from uh, Rebellion Pinball. So uh, good luck with them, and uh, as I say, name to watch. Right. Okay. So um, what I understood, um, um, well, we mentioned the Pinball Expo already a couple of times. Mm. One of the biggest uh, pinball shows and the longest-running annual pinball show, actually, um, in uh, uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, uh, this year, um, which is uh, hosted or, or organized by Rob Burke. And Rob Burke just opened his 
past times arcade in Girard, Ohio, uh, actually yesterday, uh, with Mike Hale as the project lead and director, which probably means that Rob's games will be there, but Rob himself not that much. Uh, as I assume daily operations will be run by uh, by Mike Hill. Mm -hmm. So, but the game uh, or the the the, the pastimes arcade uh, will or has over three hundred pinballs and one hundred and fifty arcade games. So that's not a small location. That's massive. No, it's uh, getting on the same size as the Pinball Hall of Fame in in Vegas. Yeah. Um, or, or the uh, no longer existent um, uh, Museum of Pinball in mm. Banning. Banning, yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, if you're uh, in the Ohio uh, area near Cleveland or so on, um, the uh, uh, Pastimes Arcade is located at the uh, uh, 419 North State Street in Girard, uh, Ohio. So... Uh, do pay them a visit and uh, uh, admire Rob Berg's uh, collection of pinball and arcade games. Yes, I was hoping to get over there um, in uh, in October when we go over for Pinball Expo. But unfortunately, uh, I had a quick check and see how long it would take to drive from where we're staying to Girard. And it looks to be about seven hours each way. You mean Rob isn't sending us a private plane to pick us up? Well, not at this stage. This is the opening bid, so uh, you know, just just putting it out there. Seven hours, long time by car. Alternative <laughs> means of transport are available. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, what else do we have? Uh, well, there's, there's some pinball shows and events going on. Um, the end of this month, um, I'll be at the Swavesy Pinball Weekend in Cambridgeshire, uh, where I'll be running the UK Pinball Cup. That's a uh, a nice, free, easy-to-enter, easy-to-win competition uh, with lots of nice prizes. And uh, it's a big charity fundraiser, really, for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, machines are all on free play. Uh, you can you can either make donations or buy tickets to the raffle. And uh, it's all in, in aid of charity. No one takes any money out of it. And uh, it's held in a pub in the, in the countryside. So... Uh, there's plenty to eat, drink, and play if you want to come along. And uh, so I recommend it. Uh, it's a Swayze Pinball Weekend in uh, near Cambridge, in Cambridgeshire, in England. Right. Meanwhile, okay. Meanwhile, over in Germany, it's, Ooh, uh, it's, yeah. it's competition time. It's tournament frenzy. Yeah, uh, and, and quite some time. Actually, two weekends in a row. Um, last weekend, we, um, uh, we had the European Pinball Championships... Uh, which were held in uh, Fulda. Mm -hmm. uh, Bulls and Bowls uh, was that uh, location. A very a great, popular great location. Uh, yeah. Um, heard lots of positive things about it. And uh, um, and Fulda itself is a, is a lovely town or city. I haven't been there yet, so uh, but I'd love to go there. Um, mm, I recommend uh, but, but the pinball fun didn't stop there as uh, the IFBA... Uh, 18th World Championship is also held in Germany, and that actually started uh, yesterday uh, with the uh, Epstein Cup. Uh, that is held at Freddy's Pinball Paradise uh, for the second time, I had to add, because I think mm, uh, yeah. 2013 or 12, uh, something like that, uh, it was also held over there. 
we were both present at the time. Unfortunately, I am too busy this weekend to actually attend because I would have loved to go there. It's always fun to uh, to go to Freddy's Pinball Paradise. So another great location, yes. Yeah, and uh, Freddy, uh, in the meantime, uh, has become one of the major distributors in Germany for pinball machines and parts, by the way. So, um, so, so, uh, uh, lots of tournaments going on in Germany, uh, and uh, very well respected tournaments, I would say. I mean, the IFPA World Championship is not like your um, next door tournament or the next door neighbor tournament. No, it's yeah. got it's got many uh, international players, including quite a lot from uh, the US, have come over. And congratulations to the US team who 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 won this year's uh, Epstein Cup. Uh, beating the Euro- European team, so uh, congratulations to all the players in in that. Uh, right. I, won't, I won't name them all now, but uh, they know who they are, and uh, well done to the US for uh, for I think reclaiming the. Oh, I think they won it last year as well, but um, well, it was on US soil, but uh, retaining then the uh, the Epstein Cup uh, for the for, in the IFPA eighteen. Right. Okay. So um, I will. I'm planning to uh, cover the uh, um, IFPA 18 uh, World Championship um, a little bit on the uh, pinball-magazine.com uh, website. So uh, um, I'm still working on uh, the translation of an article that was published in Germany. I hope to publish that uh, on, on the on the pinball magazine website. If you're interested in that, make sure to take a look. Certainly and, will. Uh, yeah, thank you to uh, uh, Anita from uh, um, Freddy's Pinball Paradise, actually Freddy's daughter, um, for um, uh, inviting me, and uh, she will also be providing me with this article that that I will be uh, hosting for uh, international uh, readers. So. Great. Okay, look forward to reading that. Yeah. Right, so um, that's almost the end of uh, of this uh, pincast, I think. Looking yeah. uh, looking back at the uh, the month of May. Okay, and with that, uh, that's the end of uh, this this month's pincast for May 2023. We'll be back at the start of uh, July with our next pincast, looking back at all the events in the pinball world throughout the month of June. Right. But until then, from uh, me, Martin Ayub of Pinball News. And me, Jonathan Houston of Pinball Magazine. We'll wish you a very enjoyable June and we'll see you next month. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.